You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School presented by Privy. And a big thank you to our co-sponsors of the show, Suna and Hashtag Paid. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Brand Builder segment on E-Commerce Marketing School. My name is Brooke Burge, and I'm the SVP of Brand Marketing here at Attentive, a personalized text messaging platform and the parent company of Privy. So in case you missed our first episode, a quick heads up on what to expect here. In this segment, I'll be chatting with some incredible founders and brand builders, those who have not just built successful companies, but brands that people really love. We'll dig into the mission behind the brand, what do they stand for and for who, and how do they figure that out? And we'll also explore how they built a loyal following and a sense of community. How do they strategically make their brand identity and values come to life across all parts of the company? So today, you'll hear from Chris Ratterman, founder and CEO of Shady Rays, the sunglasses brand that helps fight hunger with each order and also centers around this idea of we got you, meaning they offer full protection for lost or damaged products so that their community of explorers can go out and keep having adventures. This episode will be split up into two parts, so be sure to tune into the second half also. And now, time for my chat with Chris. So Chris, thank you for joining us today. Happy to be here, Brooke. Awesome. So first, let's kick it off by sharing a little bit more. Can you tell the the listeners about Shady Rays, kind of the high-level summary of the company in your own words? So we are a... Shady Rays is a premium outdoor adventure lifestyle brand. We are one of the largest mid-price sunglasses brands in the U.S., And we're a purpose-driven company that was built to solve the problem of losing or breaking sunglasses. So our whole goal is to make the same quality as the high-end brands, back it up even more, even if you lose it on day one, and then do good with every customer along the way. And that's really the core of, of what we do. So obviously, this podcast is focused on brand building. So in your own words, how would you describe what a brand is? What does that word mean to you? You know, there's a lot of different definitions of a brand, but when it really gets down to the core of what a brand is, my opinion is that it's the heart and soul of a product and service. So it's the things that a product and service believes, and more than the product and service, the team that surrounds that product and service, what they believe. And then it's all the personality traits from voice to look and feel, both the emotional connection as well as the physical utility all wrapped up into one. And I think that's why it can be a nebulous term in a lot of cases. Right. And it's a living and breathing thing in a lot of ways. And it includes the dynamic of a larger team and a lot of different individuals doing different things to support the health of that brand. But that's really what it comes down to in my perspective. That is a great definition. I mean, it can't be built overnight. There isn't one aspect of it. It's, and to your point around, you know, really kind of the, the purpose or like the why your company exists and honing in on that through your marketing, through your team too, making sure those values kind of convey throughout the team. So let's back up a little bit there to why does Shady Rays exist? So what really prompted you to start the company? When did you start it? Maybe what were you doing prior that gave you the idea? So let's kind of rewind a little bit there. So Shady Rays was founded almost 10 years ago now in late 2012. At the time I was in brand management, I was in corporate marketing in a different industry. But I knew I wanted to build a brand, build a brand that would do good in the world and, and start something from scratch and really get into the weeds and build. Sunglasses are something that I have always really been interested in since a young age. And, you know, the bigger brands at the time when, when I was a kid, you know, they were really interesting to me, but I just could not afford them. I couldn't pay $200. And I also just didn't 
totally understand why they were so expensive for, you know, this piece of plastic that you put on your face and then you go out in the waves and in the lake and work and play and get dirty because, you know, I like to go out there and, and play sports and do different things outside. And we don't have anything against any other brand at all. But for us, and for me, when I was thinking about starting the business, it was, can we go out there and really give people a great product for an approachable price point well under a hundred bucks and solve the problem of losing or breaking sunglasses? So, so many people back then and still today and throughout the journey resonate with losing and breaking sunglasses. And when I started to look at the sunglasses industry, I was on Twitter, I was on search.twitter.com and I was looking at the negative connotations of sunglasses. What are people talking about that they're mad about with sunglasses? Are they mad about different styles that don't exist or that they can't get the product in different ways? Well, the number one thing that I found is that people lose or break them all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's especially bad when they pay so much money for them. And that's why it creates this one-two punch. And that was the initial genesis of the company. Still is our core differentiator and reason for being today is to solve the problem of losing or breaking high-quality sunglasses. You, of course, can buy low, lower price sunglasses at a gas station or a similar place, but they're not quality and it's a lower, you know, it's a commodity product. So can we create a great brand and a great quality product and back them up no matter what happens? That is so smart that you looked on Twitter at what the negative connotations are. You know, I think as a founder, you're you're out to problem solve and just kind of hearing in mass, like, what is the issue there? And, you know, I, I'm, I'm pumped. I ordered my first pair of Shady Rays, so I'm excited to get that, but... I am your consumer because (laughs) I will never spend more than $100 on a pair of sunglasses because I will inevitably break it, lose it. Actually, the pair I have here, I got, I was traveling recently in San Francisco and busted my pair of sunglasses, like needed sunglasses while I was there, ran across the street to a gift shop and, you know, pay like 20 bucks. I'm like, this is, this is it, but these are, these are going (laughs) to break in another week. So uh, I think that's a really interesting thing that you identified, not just let's just make sunglasses, but let's make them to fit the lifestyle of the people who use them. Because like you said, they get out there and that seems like one of your brand values too. I've noticed in your marketing, you know, use language around things like live hard, we got you. So kind of how do you think about that as your buyer persona a bit? You know, what does that mean to them? Like these adventure types? Is that who you focus on? Or It's part of who we focus on. But it's larger than that too. live hard, we got you essentially means that people can go out and do whatever they love to do outdoors, which could be a variety of things and not have to worry about their sunglasses. Because if they lose them on a weekend, they come back on a Monday, they'll go through our website. And by the next weekend, they have a brand new perfect pair. We want them to be able to live worry-free in the outdoors. Now, sometimes people are rock climbing. Sometimes people are wakeboarding. Sometimes people are surfing. And we use a lot of that type of content. And we have a lot of outdoor adventures that do that type of thing. We also have people that are just out on the boat with their families and their kids and their dog. And they're just having a good time. And guess what? They still are living hard in, in a different sort of <laughs> right. way. So there's a range of things that, that people do. And in all of these cases, you're susceptible to losing or breaking sunglasses. And you know, so we're celebrating all of those different things that people can do outdoors. Yeah. And I think that that's just like, you know, with marketing, and as you know, I know you were in brand management before starting the company and in marketing there. So you really want to be careful about the words that you pick and make sure that they convey those values. So the, you know, live hard, we got you is not, it's recognizing their lifestyle, but also that you're there with the protection around lost or broken and that support there. The other thing that really stood out to me, and you brought it up earlier, was that you're a purpose-driven company. And you know there are a lot of companies that 
bring that in later on. Um, but how it looked like this was part of your idea early on. So tell me a little bit about, you know, what are the causes that Shady Race supports? How have you baked that from the beginning into your brand's identity? So in the onset, starting a company, I knew that I wanted to do more than just sell products for cash. It was going to take a lot of work. There, there needed to be more to it in my mind to really drive the curiosity, the passion forward to, to build a brand. But what's interesting is we didn't have this initial idea to work with Feeding America and Donate Meals in the very beginning of the business. Very soon we did. But as we started to sell to just a very small amount of customers, we actually went out to those customers on social media in the really early days and said, hey, here's some things we're thinking about. What are you passionate about giving back to? Now, I need to be passionate about it. Our team needs to be passionate about it. And that is the case then and, and now. But we wanted to, to really see what would resonate. And meals and fighting hunger in the US, and we do that globally through all of our international sales as well, is something that really resonated with people across the country, different age groups, male and female, and was this really powerful thing because it's a tangible donation that we can provide for every order. And so when you open up your box, the first thing you see in the flap is you provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America. And so it's a, it's a very significant benefit that we can do with each customer. And that's really what drove it. And then, and then we continue to look at that and say, is this the best way that we can be a perfect servant company? And you know, for us, every hour of every day, every day throughout the year, we're donating meals and that's the foundation. But then we have a variety of other charitable initiatives that we donate to throughout the year. And some of those are come up more sporadically and as needs arise that we can, we're things that we can be helpful in. And so we'll activate there. You know, when there was forest fires in California, we donated to the to California Fire Foundation. Same things in the tornadoes in Kentucky. Same things with hurricane relief back in uh, Houston a few years back. But then we also have more regular programs that are limited edition products that give to certain causes. One of the things, one of the causes that we're most excited about is Best Day Foundation. Best Day Foundation gives outdoor adventure experiences to children who would not typically have that opportunity because of different health-related conditions and really, really, really powerful organization. We also work with the Pink Agenda. We work with a variety of other organizations. And almost every month, we're doing something in addition to what we do with, with Feeding America. The core for us is we want to work with very reputable organizations that will really have strong impact to people and really cut through and so we're always looking at, at very tangible things that we can do to help people through the work of different organizations. That's incredible. And I mean, I think that the more that you can find those moments to weave it in and to make it part of your company's identity, and also, like you said, your team, you know, so that your employees feel and really are, you know, giving back through the work that they're doing and putting into the company. As I mentioned, having you know just purchased a pair, I in the the email I received with the order confirmation, it reminded me that you know my purchase just donated ten meals, and I think that those and you just said it's in the packaging, you know those kind of touch points to not just say the mission once and what you're doing on the website, but all those other brand touch points to weave that in. I, I really love how you're thinking about not just you know the one cause, but as seasonal or, or things come up that you could be a support as well. So I'd love to hear how you, your employees, because you mentioned that. And I think that, 
so much of a, a company, it has, you can kind of tell if a company inside out doesn't match, you know, like if the, what they're communicating as a business may not seem like what that team really rallies behind and, and supports. So do any of these causes come from your team? You know, if something's going on in the world that they want to support, like, what does that look like with the employee culture? So we have, we're an independent company. We're a lean organization. People really own and lead in their own areas of work and are highly engaged. And so we're fortunate that we have a really positive culture and a really great team that's very collaborative, a lot of areas. I think that the, the charitable aspect and what we're able to all do together is a thread. It's, a, it's kind of this, this element that really, again, creates purpose and connection and people are very energized by. It's a combination of things that make people really passionate about moving the brand forward. And a lot of it is that independence and that ability to really be the disruptor of the space and, and do business the right way. But there's a lot of aspects. I mean, our team is obsessive about the customer. Our team is you know, not encouraged to cut corners when it comes to getting a customer satisfied or anything else. And so we take the long view. We want to build a brand from the ground up and really have that strong foundation with our community of customers and support them as much as possible. So it's a core part of our business. And so I think that customer experience right. is driven by our team engagement and the culture that we have. And all of that has to come through and it has to come through to your point in an authentic way. And there's different legs to it, but part of the part of that is, is certainly a charitable component. That's awesome. And going into, you mentioned your, your community and customers, you know, so much of building a successful brand is getting the ideas and the feedback and the reactions from your community. Do you have any examples of how listening to your customers has helped you grow, whether it's coming up for you know, a different policy or a different type of product, um, any things that were like, oh, I'm so glad I had that conversation or dug into those customer service tickets to, to kind of find that out? Mm -hmm. All of the time. And since day one, and Shady Rays looked very different when we first launched from product to price point to selection to branding. And we've evolved as we've had conversations every day, personally with our customers. A lot of that happens through social media, comments on advertising or organic posts. If anything, it would be helpful to our team and are interesting. We screenshot that, get, that gets sent around. In the early days, we did not have any sports sunglasses. We had more lifestyle sunglasses. and three, five, eight, say, hey, I would love sports sunglasses. Okay, cool. What colors would you like? We'll start to prototype. We'll start to release. That is literally how we've evolved the collection. It isn't focus groups for us. It isn't quantitative research as much. We do a little bit of that. It is that real-time pulse of the customer of how we've, how we've evolved. And then again, like on other things like policy, we have a replacement program. We built that from the ground up because it's not offered elsewhere. So we had to custom code the entire solution. We do that in a way that's automated for the customer. And the customer said, I want to be able to do two at a time if I need to, because I might have you know, lost one and had the other pair. And we initially only had it built to accept one. And that was a big lift for us. It took a few times for customers to really passionately ask for that. But now we've done it. So keeping a constant pulse on the customer, it is, it is a pretty real-time thing. And there's a place for research, but that's really how, how we've uh, evolved. And because everybody is so close to what the customer is saying about different products and different things, when we're in strategy meetings and we're in brainstorms, it's always top of mind. I just heard this. I just heard that. 
And so we're always thinking about it. Yeah. And I think that that's what instills a sense of brand loyalty too. you know, knowing that that company is listening to you, that when you have an idea or you have feedback, it's not just going into the ether, but consumers are really drawn to those businesses that not only like invite that feedback, but show that they're listening to it and respond and get back to them. And, you know, I think customer service is such an important extension of brand marketing. So being very thoughtful about that is really important to successfully grow your company. So completely agree with you there. And I would add, leaning into the negative and not being on the defensive with the negative, there's a lot to be gained from interacting there and interacting there in a positive way, just looking to help and, and be productive. So it's all of it, right? It's the good, bad, and the medium. Yeah, yeah. Seeing the negative feedback as an opportunity for a new idea or something that the company could do better to grow that customer love. Hey everyone, hope you've been enjoying hearing about how Chris has built the Shady Rays brand so far. In the second half of this chat, you'll get to hear more about how Chris, a former brand manager himself, came up with the Shady Rays name and logo, and also about how he thinks about bringing its adventurous identity to life. So be sure to come back and join us for part two. We'll see you soon.